Elon Musk wants a truthful AI bot. Your Twitter DMs were never private. Violence is running rampant in Chicago and a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 230 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. And on today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what's going on in Chicago. Seems that none of it is good. And we're going to talk a little bit about AI because that is also being covered everywhere in the news. And there are a lot of misconceptions and there are a lot of things that maybe you haven't thought about when it comes to exactly what's going on in the artificial intelligence world. Elon Musk, a name that comes up a lot when it comes to artificial intelligence, he says he wants something that he's going to call Truth GPT. I think we've all heard about Chat GPT. That's this chatbot that you can ask questions to. You can give it certain prompts and it will answer your questions or it will try to do things like put a story together, write an article for your website, write your letter that you send into colleges. All sorts of things. Do your homework for you? Of course. This is one of the things teachers are very concerned about, that the artificial intelligence bots are going to be doing the kids' homework and they're not going to learn anything anyway. But one of the issues when it comes down to any of these artificial intelligence iterations is what kind of information is being spit out. Well, it all depends on what is being used to teach the artificial intelligence. Now, if you just let an artificial intelligence go and spider the Internet, scrape all of the information it can find. I think we're all aware that anybody can post information to the Internet. Anybody can have a podcast. That's why I've got multiple podcasts. And if you're going to use all of the information that's on the Internet to train an artificial intelligence, then you're going to have issues. Because as Gregory House from the House MD television show from Fox from years ago, uh, we said people lie. Everybody lies. So the artificial intelligence using all of the lies that are scattered around the internet as part of its learning. I don't think it's a surprise that this is going to lead to some problems when it comes down to the information that these artificial intelligence bots are going to spit back out 
when they're asked questions. Now, on a conservative site, I think it was Fox. I mean, I guess I don't know how conservative Fox is at this point. But I saw that somebody went in and queried the current chat GPT about Al Gore Sr. Not Al Gore Jr., the guy that invented the Internet or so, says he. The one that's making millions of dollars off of the climate change scam. But no, his dad. Al Gore's dad, who was somebody that also held office and fought against vehemently a lot of civil rights measures. When queried now, ChatGPT will tell you that Al Gore Sr. was a proponent of civil rights, civil rights, civil rights, and fought for them rather than telling you the truth, which is it's exactly the opposite. He fought against civil rights, but that's not what ChatGPT is going to tell you, which Elon Musk making a very good point saying we need a system that tries to get to the truth, whether a political ideology likes it or not. And it turns out at this point, I guess we have a majority of leftists that are programming these things based on the information that it's calling truth. Elon Musk says, quote, I'm going to start something which I call Truth GPT or a maximum truth seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. I think this might be the best path to safety in the sense that an AI that cares about understanding the universe is unlikely to annihilate humans because we are an interesting part of the universe, end quote. Are we, are we that interesting? I don't know. I think we are devolving quickly, Mr. Musk, to the point of getting down to animalistic behavior, life not being respected. We know the life of the unborn, definitely not respected. And as we're going to get to in Chicago, not a lot of lives being respected there either. I think an artificial intelligence looks at what's going on objectively and you kind of question whether the human race is all that good. But I digress. I think it's good to try and get to the truth, Mr. Musk. I don't know how easy that will be because at some point you're going to have to start filtering out the lies. How do you teach the machine to know the difference between what is truth and what is lies? That may be the biggest question facing artificial intelligence at this point is how do you determine what is truth, what is a lie, we know as humans, we have confirmation bias. We want to believe that what we believe is the truth. We are very easily manipulated with emotions. I did a whole episode at one point talking about emotional bias and how it is far easier to get people on your side 
if you can trigger their emotions rather than if you have a logical argument with data to prove your point. Nobody cares about your data. They just want to be emotionally invested, and that is all you need. This information from Elon came during an interview that he had with Fox News' Tucker Carlson. The Fox article says, Musk also expressed his concern about the latest wave of artificial intelligence referred to as AI. Thank you for that, Fox. Telling Carlson that he believes the technology has the potential to destroy civilization. Another quote from Elon is, quote, AI is more dangerous than, say, mismanaged aircraft design or production maintenance or bad car production in the sense that it has the potential, however small one may regard that probability, but it is non-trivial. It has the potential for civilizational destruction, end quote. And I don't think that it's a large probability, but it depends greatly on just how much control that people give these kind of computer systems. One, it's bad enough that you may ask a question and get a lie as an answer. You may get a mistruth as an answer. You may be led down the wrong path, and thus you will believe those lies. That's one thing. I guess if you start giving AI control of things like your water and electrical grids and all these other things, then maybe it can be led down a completely different path where the AI goes, hey, you know, I'm reading a lot about this global warming, and it seems like the humans are the problem. If we could just get rid of those pesky humans, then, of course, the world would be a much better place. So how could we do that, the AI would think? Well, we have control of that water supply, huh? What if we mix a little too much of this chemical in and we could just kill everybody right off? I guess that's not out of the realm of belief at this point. I mean, sure, it sounds like a good sci-fi novel, but it's probably not out of the realm of possibility. But we again come down to with these AIs, where they get their thoughts, where they get their information, where they get their data. If it's the internet, we're all screwed because you've been on the internet, right? It's not a good place. There's a lot of lies. There is a lot of hate on the internet. It was originally invented as a kumbaya moment. Like, wouldn't it be great if everybody in the world could communicate instantaneously? And uh, we screwed it all up because people are not nice. And we're at a time where now, we look at one thing online and we judge the rest of people's lives and their worth instantaneously, which is another reason why life is not being respected. Somebody says one thing, does one thing, and the rest of their lives are shot. And it doesn't even matter if you're taking that in context because we're getting little five-second videos like, here's proof of this. Nothing is taken in context anymore. The attention span of the average human being, I believe, is going down to an all-time low, which is why Major League Baseball, of course, had to 
lower those game times down. Let's get them down to 15 minutes because that's all these morons can handle. But wait, how do we sell them more beer? We'll just raise the prices here in Chicago. 1075 or so I've read. I haven't been to the ballpark. 1075 for a 12 ounce beer. But I digress. I keep getting emails from Amazon with something like the headline of, hey, do you want to make the Alexa smarter? And I don't know. I don't really care. But this is their version of an AI. That is their personality. That's their chat GPT. When you ask your Amazon device, hey, answer this question for me. They're at least trying, I guess, in the same way Elon Musk wants Truth GPT. Amazon's like, well, you know, we could really benefit from our devices having the best possible answers. Unfortunately, they're doing the same thing and they're crowdsourcing, which is what they do right now with their reviews on their websites. If you've bought a product, on Amazon, you've probably gotten an email with a question like, can you help a fellow shopper answer this question about this product that you bought? And sure, it's nice to take part in that and give the right answer, or maybe it's fun to give the absolute horriblest answer you can. Is that a word, horriblest? You go in and you lie and you have some fun. And maybe somebody doesn't realize you're lying and just having fun and they do something stupid and their product blows up in their face. Well, then who's responsible? I don't know. But Amazon wants you to help make the Alexa smarter, which is basically joining their community, if you will, where you go in and you look at all the questions that are being asked. And if you have a particular subject matter that you know better than most, they would like you to go in, look for the questions that are asked about that topic, and give them the answers. Which, again, I think is cool, but it also terrifies me because you're opening this up to everybody. And the question, again, comes down to how does the machine know what is accurate information, what is just misguided information, and what is an outright lie. And I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where a machine will be able to figure those things out because you could just be like, well, it could just go based upon the amount of data saying one thing. So if you ask a question to one of these AIs, and they go out and they look at the internet trying to find the answer. Well, if 70% of the people say this is the answer, well, then we're going to go with that because it is the mob mentality. We're going to use that because more people say that, so we're going to give it more weight. But then that just gives massive amounts of incentive for people to lie about things like climate change, crime in America statistics that you want to just bury well you can bury them because you just make up new statistics and if enough people do that the machines will pick it up and that will be what they will spit out as truth it is not a good situation another thing elon musk discussed in this interview with tucker carlson is something 
that I told you back, I believe, I didn't listen to the episode, but I believe it was on this episode, 92 of Random Thoughts from July of 2020 that I talked about, mainly Tox at that point, which is something I've had to stop using and I've moved over to Signal for now, which isn't 100% what I like for messaging, but still a lot safer than using your SMS from your cell provider or using Google or any of that, because all of that stuff can be seen. It can be read. The government can see it and more. But I told you on that episode, something that just seemed obvious to me as somebody who ran bulletin boards back in the day, that those bulletin boards had the ability for people to send private messages. But since nothing was encrypted, Those private messages were just sitting there in a database, which meant any of those private messages that I wanted to read as the person running that particular bulletin board, they were there for me to read. Wasn't hard to get to it. You just open them up and read them. Now, Elon Musk is telling us exactly what I told you three years ago. Twitter employees had the ability to read all of your DMs, and I guess maybe the thing that even surprised Elon Musk, they gave that ability to the government. I'm guessing just the United States government. I don't know. Maybe it was the highest bidder. Maybe more information will come out on that. But Elon Musk says to Tucker Carlson once again, quote, The degree to which government agencies effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter blew my mind. Again, this is Elon Musk saying this. Quote, I was not aware of that. Again, the extent of which government agencies had full access to everything on Twitter. Tucker Carlson, maybe he listens to the Random Thoughts podcast. If so, donate, Tucker. You're doing okay. Tucker asked, would that include people's direct messages? And Elon Musk replied, yes. So the government was given access by the nice lefties that ran Twitter before Elon Musk took over. That if they wanted to go in and read your private messages, they could do so. Which again, which on episode 92 of the Random Thoughts podcast from July of 2020, I was warning you not to use Twitter or any social media for private messaging between you and somebody else where you don't want somebody to be able to read those messages. Emails, the same way. They're getting a little better because there are some ways to encrypt email now. But for the longest time, emails were nothing more than a postcard, which means whatever message is going from point A to point B can be read by any machine that carries that message. Not hard to do. Nothing is private. Same thing with instant messages. Same thing with your SMS messages, your text messages. You have to be very careful if you don't want your private conversations to fall into the wrong hands. You have to take a few steps in order to protect yourself. I thought Tox was a great one, although there doesn't seem to be a good Tox client right now on the iPhone. So that's where I moved over to Signal, which made my buddy Gene happy because he's been wanting to message me on Signal for a long time. And overall, Signal seems like 
right now that it is the best balance of easy to use and private and secure and all of that. If you have a better suggestion for me, feel free to let me know. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com. But whatever you do, do not put sensitive information in a text, in a Twitter direct message, in a Facebook direct message. Just don't do it. Do not do it. Moving on to Chirac. If you haven't seen this, you've had your head under the sand for a while. Whether it was the weekend takeover by a bunch of overall teens, or it was a brawl breaking out at a White Sox game, Chicago not looking good. Absolutely not looking good. The teen takeovers of Chicago were happening last year, I guess. Nobody's figured out a way to stop this because, again, we're a nation of laws that refuse to enforce the laws. And we want to make it seem like the people that are being violent, that are committing the crimes, no, 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 they're really the victims. So it would be bad for us to go after them. This was a group over two nights here in Chicago because it was very warm in Chicago. A couple of nights of just utter chaos downtown around Millennium Park that the police presence that had to come out to take care of this included SWAT teams because we had hundreds, if not into the thousands of young Chicagoans, mainly minorities. The mainstream media doesn't want to talk about that because it's, you know, a little bit uh, inconvenient for them went into downtown Chicago and had themselves a time smashing car windows, pulling people out of cars, assaulting people. Gunshots were fired. People were shot. This is all fine though, because it's they, the black youth, they don't have anything to do. According to the mayor elect, Brandon Johnson, his quote was, well, do be very careful not to vilify these youngsters because they just don't have opportunities. <laughs> You're an idiot, dude. But this just proves Chicago's about to get worse. We thought Lori Lightfoot was bad. Chicago is about to get much, much worse. There was an interview with a young couple. I'm guessing they were in their early 20s. The guy was black. The girl was white. And that's only important because, again, this crowd was a majority black. And somebody bumped into the girl and the boyfriend said, hey, don't do that to my girlfriend. And she's like, that's when all hell broke loose. They had just come out of Nordstrom's. We're looking for a place to eat, they said. You don't want to be downtown Chicago. You do not want to be in downtown Chicago. If you're thinking of coming here for a vacation, do not come to Chicago. You will not be safe. And the boyfriend so stands up for his girlfriend, says, hey, don't do that. Don't push her. And he was immediately beaten by a group that told him they were going to kill him. I guess luckily they didn't. But to me, this is not behavior that you can excuse. This is not just children misbehaving. This is terrorism. 
at the very core, this is terrorist behavior. And these children need to be dealt with in the manner that they deserve. The left is telling us it's okay if you want to cut your genitalia off at 12 or 10, that you don't have to tell your parents because you can make that decision. You're an adult. You can make that decision that will affect the rest of your life and will mutilate your body. That's okay for the leftists. So I'm just saying the way I see it, then these kids should all be held responsible. And if they shoot somebody or they assault somebody, they go to jail. And if they kill somebody, they get the death penalty or they go to jail for the rest of their life. I don't care if they're 10 years old or 12 years old. You have to have a punishment for the crime. When the idiots in Chicago, I think it was Preckwinkle that came out and I did an episode about this and said, if you're under the age of 18, we are never going to charge you as an adult in a carjacking case. Carjackings went through the roof. Why? Oh, I don't know. It was video games, some alderman said at the time. No, it's you telling people there are not going to be repercussions for this kind of behavior. So, of course, the behavior then takes over. WLS here in Chicago, Channel 7, had a spot on this. Now, this just absolutely blew my mind. The article, which was also a television report, quote, expert observers say, I mean, who are these expert observers? You can just see what's going on. I don't think you have to be an expert when you look at the video of what happened in Chicago over the weekend to understand exactly what happened. But expert observers say there appeared to be no big picture plan in place for Chicago police to deal with pop-up crowds and out-of-control conduct last weekend in the loop. What happens next time? End quote. Well, that's a good question. What happens next time? Because it happened already last year. It may have happened in years previous. If you don't have a plan in place, social media and the Internet has changed a lot of things. Because I believe that's how these things are starting, which is somebody posts this to the Internet, goes out to a group that goes out to hundreds of these kids. And it's like, hey, let's go take over this street. Let's go take over this area. Let's go do this right now. You're seeing this in L.A. where they just destroyed another convenience store. Same thing. It was all posted. Hey, let's go do this because, you know, one or two kids doing this, maybe they'll catch you. But if there's 100 or more, what are they going to do? Well, the answer is you have to start doing something. If you don't do anything, chaos will rule which is why I cringed when the WLS affiliate here interviewed a former public defender named Tony Thedford, who told them, quote, these issues are set up like some sort of battle, as if the police have to go back in the next time and be stricter or use sterner tactics. And that sort of opens the door and leads to civil rights abuses that we've heard about and that have been you know, splashed across the screen over the last several years, end quote. So now we're immediately jumping to police brutality. Dude, come on. This is absolute insane liberal thinking that we have mobs of violent teenagers. And there's some adults mixed in because some adults were arrested 
But overall, a bunch of violent teenagers assaulting people, damaging cars, smashing windshields, firing guns. And what this guy's worried about is that the police might respond too aggressively to this. There is no too aggressively when a mob is taking control of a city, Mr. Thedford. This is beyond the pale. You do not just go, oh, those are kids being kids and let it happen. Because as the mayor said, they just don't have any other opportunities. They don't have any other opportunities than to beat the hell out of people and smash private property. I don't buy it for a minute. We are a nation of laws, and those laws must be enforced. Otherwise, civilization falls apart. And this guy looks at this and goes, well, the problem here is that the police might become too aggressive. No. The problem is the behavior of the young citizens who went out and intentionally terrorized people in the city of Chicago. The police were kind of relegated to helping tourists get to their hotels and get the hell safely out of town because they were not ready for what they walked into. When people start smashing cars and pulling people out of cars and sending them to the hospital and robbing them, twerking on top of CTA buses. No, this is great behavior, Mr. Thetford. We should want more of that. I get it. He said, quote, it scares me if this has been sort of set up that way. I'm certainly not suggesting that news media is setting up that way. I'm simply saying that the expectation of folk is that the police will come back more prepared and come back more aggressively, end quote. Well, they should. They should come back next time more prepared, Mr. Thedford. They should come back more aggressively. People need to learn that a mob will be dispersed in any way, shape, or form. Again, I don't care who's in the mob. It doesn't matter if it's a bunch of old white grandmothers or it's a bunch of young minority children. If you are acting violently, you will be dealt with. You don't get to play that card of, oh, they're just kids. No, sorry. Not when you are shooting people, sending people to the hospital, assaulting them, telling them you're going to kill them and just rampaging with violent behavior. This does not get a pass. I don't care how old or what the color of your skin is. It has got to be taken care of. Otherwise, the situation is going to continue to break down. And it's going to be very interesting when the NASCAR crew comes into Chicago because where all this stuff was going on is right in the heart of where the NASCAR road course is going to be in Chicago, right through Millennium Park, right in this same area. I don't know who's going to be better armed, but if there's a bunch of uh, rednecks coming in or the youth that have been rampaging through the city of Chicago, I don't know, but it is not a time I would want to be in Chicago. I really believe that there's about a 50-50 chance that some of those NASCAR cars are going to have bullet holes in them before the whole thing is said and done. And I think there's a maybe 10, 20% chance that the violence is going to be so bad right after NASCAR gets there before the race is even run that NASCAR is going to go, we're getting the hell out of here. We're just going to cancel the race and leave because it is a city that is completely out of control. 
I don't care how much you like NASCAR. Watch this race at home. Do not come to Chicago. You will not be safe. Do not come to Chicago. Meanwhile, in New York, a bunch of crime victims are not happy with District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Yeah, you know, the guy going after Donald Trump. Madeline Brame said that Bragg has allowed, quote, all types of criminal elements free to do what they want, when they want, however they want, to whoever they want, with no consequences, no deterrence, end quote. That sounds exactly like what we've got going on here in Chirac, Ms. Brown. Her son, Sergeant Hassan Correa, was killed in a 2018 stabbing in Harlem. And Brahm argued that Bragg botched the prosecution of his attackers, saying, quote, when Alvin Bragg came into office, he was handed a strong trial-ready murder case and gang assault case against all four of the accused, where this brutal, savage homicide was captured on video. As soon as Bragg took office, the case immediately began to unravel. He dismissed completely dismissed gang assault and murder indictments against two of the defendants clearly seen on video, end quote. This sadly is not a surprise. This, I'm sure, has nothing to do with the fact that Alvin Bragg was funded by George Soros. Also, George Soros, 75 DAs. Somebody did the math. Somebody looked at all of this. 75 district attorneys, or is it district's attorney? I don't know. But 75 of them, George Soros helped get elected by donating $40 million to the cause because George Soros, the biggest puppeteer of the left, wants the cities in disarray. They love the violence. They don't want the minorities punished for the crimes they commit because they want the unrest in New York. They want the unrest in Chicago. They want mobs of children beating the hell out of people. They want mobs of children destroying the cars that dare try to drive down the city streets. And they do not want anything to happen to those poor children because as the mayor-elect in Chicago said, they're just devoid of opportunities. I mean, what are these poor kids going to do if they can't go out? and murder, and rape, and pillage, and assault people, and shoot the city up, what are they gonna do? There comes a time to draw the line in the sand. I think we're long past it. Not sure we can even do it at this point. I think it's going to take a complete destruction of the cities like Chicago and New York before things are going to get better. I would highly recommend you go down to your local gun shop and get a handgun and learn how to protect yourself because the police are overwhelmed. You can see this in cities like Chicago, where hundreds of children come in and rampage through the city. The police can't help you. In one of these cases where somebody was being beaten, they said that the police just drove by and didn't stop because there's too many. It's too much. If the police are outmanned, if the police are outgunned, you need to take responsible for your own safety. And in this case, I would recommend do not go to Chicago. Do not go to New York. Do not go to Baltimore. Do not go to San Francisco. Do not go to St. Louis. Not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. What I do hope is worth it 
is the value you're getting from the Random Thoughts podcast. See what I did there? What a professional segue that was. This show is a value for value podcast means I put them out there. You get to listen to them. And if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, you have to put a number on that yourself. Did you get a dollar's worth of value? Did you get $5? Did you get a Starbucks coffee? Did you get a big pizza? What was the value of the show? Turn that into a number. Go over to random thoughts, R-E-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. You can click the donate button for a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the cryptocurrency thing. You can use the P.O. box if you want to go the snail mail route. If you're over on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash random thoughts. And if you have a podcasting 2.0 app, and if you don't, newpodcastapps.com, you can send us a boost. You can stream some Satoshis our way. They are all very much appreciated. On today's show, we wouldn't have had anybody except that the post office thing hasn't been telling me when envelopes are arriving for some reason. So thank you. Shoot a kookie for something that would or should have been last month, but we're getting to it now and we appreciate you coming in 15 bucks to support the random thoughts podcast. Very much appreciated. And I get it. It is Joe Biden time. The economy's bad. It's tax week. So if you can't come in financially right now, tell a friend about the show. Help us grow the base. It is all very much appreciated, as is you giving me your time to listen to the show, letting me rant, have all the fun. And as always, you can reach out to me, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at randomthoughts.com. Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L over on Elon's Twitter or at No Agenda Social if you're in the Fediverse. Would love to hear from you. With that said, I will be back again next week with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. But until then, don't come to Chicago. I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 